0: Hello, and welcome to episode 175 of 3 Beers in a Movie. I'm Richard Laird, and I'm with... Barry Neil. Barry, you're back. Um, we took a wee break last week, and,
1: and, and we did. thank Martin for joining in. Um, did you miss not being yes. here last week? I mm. did. I did. It became quite a ritual of my life, this uh, Zoom meeting. You know? Yes. Yeah. Because because I don't live in the corporate world, I don't get to enjoy Zoom meetings like the rest of the world, so I'm like, I feel always a bit left out, so yeah, this yeah. is a nice, it's, you know. Yeah, whereas you're living on, if you do like an
0: office job with myself, then you realize that Zoom meetings are sort of unfortunately the bane of all existence. And I you now can't be bothered with them. I enjoy the ones for you and you know, people who to not do it, stuff that you, have to do one for work. I'm just like, no, I don't like to do it. I, I will find any excuse not to be involved
1: in Zoom. One week I might actually turn up wearing a suit and tie just to kind of like feel like I'm part of the corporate world for a minute (laughs) and then go,
0: (laughs) I'm wearing my corporate outfit right now and I can guarantee it's not a suit and tie. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Lovely.
0: (laughs) Lovely, Um, So, yeah, again, we're doing this by Zoom because lockdown is still very much in uh, in force across um, most of Scotland. Um, What are you drinking tonight?
1: Mm. Uh, I'm still actually drinking... You're a lovely case of uh, punk IPA from Brewdog that you got me. I'm so I'm almost finished. I'm, the full uh, week. Uh, I was actually tanning other things. And I was actually, for the most part, being quite sober. So, you know, as much as I enjoy a drink, I don't actually get smashed nowadays. I can't just, like, have a couple of beers or whatever then. I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm out. I'm right.
0: I must say a couple of drinks too, maybe three drinks at most. And that's me very, very happy and content. I don't need to drink more than that. I'll get a beer yeah. order coming next couple of days. Um, and that will probably last me well through Christmas, and it's only about 20 cans it's coming, so that will last me well through the end year, most likely. Um, uh, I'm not okay. on any booth tonight, because I'm behaving, because I'm doing silly hours at work, so I'm drinking my hot chocolate, which tells you that a time of season, it is. it is a festive time, I'm having a lot of hot chocolate and a lot of shortbread. So. Yes. I will eventually be Lovely. filling this entire Lovely. screen
1: for you. Have you, had a, have you had a mince pie yet since well, are Do not like mince have pie. Have you had a mince pie yet? No? No, not a mince pie fan. Not a mince pie fan. Um,
0: fair enough. Fair enough. Now, recently, we, we, like
1: the, we like the we like them. Sorry, go ahead. upside I was just going to say we like the mince pies that have got the white icing on top. They cast right. slightly more fancier ones. Very fancy. <laughs> M&S, mince pies. Yes. Yeah. you yes. <laughs> Um.
0: Mm. See. Yeah. So normally we talk about um, camel weirs. So that's not happening now because their football's still off. But I think they might be coming back next week or the week after. So hopefully soon we'll be able to talk camel Laird football again. Um, but in the meantime, we'll be talking mm. movie news. Do you have any movie news to bring to the floor um, this week?
1: Uh, just a very, very short story. I probably should have touched this before, but okay. it's, uh, it's something i actually seen the other day. Uh, it really only affects people if you live in Glasgow. Oh. They are opening a View Cinema in the St. Centre. Yes, it's been being built for yeah. the past... Oh, the last year or so it's been getting built for. It's in,
0: it's, in, it's right at the very back end, I think, for the old VHS building used to be, the one that's shut down yeah, a couple yeah. years ago. Sort of going in there. I think it's I think something like 10 or 12 just can put in. It, it seems like it will be quite an interesting mm. cinema. Um, hopefully it gets yeah. to open. Hopefully it gets to show films. That's actually going a big worry right now. Opening a cinema now might be sort of the worst time to open it. What,
1: what I did like was the, the cab. I don't know if it was like the artist's impression or the actual kind of finished escalators, logos and all that, but it was right next door to the Debenhams. And I was like, and I was like, "Eh, that's quite funny. I was like, Uh, you know, of everything that's happened recently. uh, Debenhams probably House
0: of Fraser nearby too as well, possibly in all the other places. Um, and yeah, yeah, lucky yeah. for it to open when it comes to actually open if I, Like I said, if it actually gets to open, hopefully it does. But I feel opening a Sinai yeah, now is like yeah. opening a bar during prohibition. You know, it's like you're, you're really gonna be struggling to try and get a clientele in. Um, but supposedly Sinai will be opening back up again in Scotland and England in the next couple of weeks. You know, those who are able to show stuff oh, really? will be showing stuff. Um, it's really, again, it's entirely no, up to the, 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 it's not that they have to open, they're, legal, they're allowed to open. So, well, not places mm. will actually will actually do that as thing. thing. I know Cineworlds basically said they will not be opening until at least next year, but the Odeon have done like sort of Friday, Saturday, Sunday openings, you know, just showing a few things. Okay. Um, yeah,
1: I I noticed that the last time, like Odeon and the View were doing weekends, where Cineworld they just blank, completely blank. shut.
0: Aye. Um, so it's, a all, it's entirely to up get... to the different sort of dif- uh, different mm-hmm. cinemas what they actually want to do.
1: Yeah, the biggest like we've kind of discussed many a time on this podcast is the cinemas have got nothing to show at the moment. So it's like, are they really going to bother bringing everyone back out? Potentially hiring staff again that they may or may not have let go. Yeah, you know, and then it's like to do all that and then still not get numbers in the door because there's nothing to go and see. So, well, essentially they opened up recently. Well, during the
0: summer for tenant. The numbers weren't as big there as they thought it would be. The next film that's yeah. supposedly out in the cinema here will be Wonder Woman 1984, which is due out on, I think, the 16th of December over here. It's getting get a cinematic yeah. release in Europe where it's available to be shown. <laughs> so if they open that up, they're still going to adhere to social distance. And if the numbers don't, reflect what they think is worth opening for, then that will be sort of the killer for that one. So we can only hope. And hope, I hope The View does well, because Glasgow has actually got quite a... It needs some more cinemas. The View does tend to show, I think, some more interesting things. And um, So hopefully it does well. Mm, and yeah, hopefully yeah. all the cinemas are open soon again. Um, I've got no movie news. Yeah, forever.
1: it's a bit... It's a bit of a jolly going out to the Fort uh, shopping area. If you live in Glasgow, you know who we're talking about. Yeah. It's a bit of a pain in the ass for anyone that doesn't drive and also... A pain in the ass, just in general, because it's always super busy. Aye, uh, it's true. I mean, again, it's nice to have a bit of variation if you. Get, now you've got Sunny in town. You have
0: a View in town. Mm. You've got that very fancy sort of like bespoke cinnamon, the one that's um in Princess Square, kind of what it's called. But the very the one with the big couches. I can't remember the name of it now. Um,
1: mm. like not uh, GFT. No, no, GFT's
0: that's for the- so, no it's not GFT. That's No, I thought GFT down in It's on Gail like, Street or Buchanan uh, mm. Street.
1: No. No, yeah. It's escaping me.
0: Yeah. It's very it's a very fancy looking cinema. It's got all big sofas and it's you get meals brought to your table and all that kind of stuff. It, it's partly very nice, but um I think quite expensive to go to. But at least there's some options there if you want to you want to go to it. Yeah. Um I have got no cinematic news now. I've got nothing that's really ticked my interest over the past couple of weeks. Over the past yeah, um really only the usual stuff of things that were going to be out in cinema getting bumped to Next year, which is a bit of a shame, or mm. maybe you get bumped to screaming. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, I thought like you bring were
1: bring gonna. I thought you were gonna bring the news that uh, what's her name is came out and says she's a transgender now. Uh, um, Elliot something.
0: Elliot Page. Um, I, Elliot Page yeah. can be Elliot Page. I have I have really no general interest in anyone who you know. Yeah. At least let them be them. You know. Let do. Yeah. Do, do, yeah. You be you, essentially. Um, if yeah, he is yeah. happier being Elliot rather than Ellen Page. Um, Ellen Page and I have—I have really, genuinely, no opinion on it. Be, be happy. Don't hurt anyone else. No real, no real opinion on it whatsoever.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I was actually just trying to find her name there because I seen it trending on Twitter earlier, yeah. and it just popped up. Say Black Mirror was trending, but for absolutely no reason whatsoever. <laughs> so we live in a Black Mirror world right now. That's why. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, we shall move on to our our viewing watching of this week and um, so we have got three yeah. films all available on your home streaming devices and um, the first one up is a documentary that was shown on sky atlantic it's still available if you've got sky atlantic um, and it is called mm. the Lushy, directed by mm. rg cutler who directed the feature film if i stay which was not a bit of good sort of and um, sort of I can't, I can't describe it it's sort of a thriller sort of cross with sort of like a I think I'll try to find out that she's, she basically she dies in a car crash and she's trying to come to terms with that and she's a ghost in a float through the world. It, it was not particularly good. Uh, um, and also... Oh, I think remember, I've seen this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, you done a documentary, The World According to Dick Cheney, um, which mm. is interesting, but if you know who Dick Cheney is, it's, it doesn't really give you anything. You, you don't already know about how fucking crazy Dick Cheney was. Um, the plot of this one, Belushi, is all about the actor, comedian, um, stand-up John Belushi. And essentially, it's his life story from when he was a young boy through to his unfortunate um, death at a very early age. At 33, I think he was, he passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, really young. Yeah. yeah, so I it's all about him. It's concocted obviously, interviews of, by, uh, of him, um, interviews with Carrie Fisher, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Jim Belushi, his brother, uh, Lorne Michaels, head of SNL, John Landis, director, Ivan Whiteman, director, and then his wife as well, popped up in it as well. Um, mm. They have never really seen on camera, J-J's. apart from apart from um through like sort of archival footage there's no sort of new talking heads on it's all very much just sort of all archival mm. it's phone interviews that are done by someone who can make a book Um, yeah i'll start on this one i really enjoyed this one it, it, it's interesting i'm not the mm. biggest john belushi fan i'm not the, i i really love the blues brother i think blue was an absolutely phenomenal film Um, yes but, uh, the rest of these snl stuff and the rest of these um comedy stuff, even Animal House, not the biggest fan of Animal House, I don't think it's that great. Um, mm. But he is a very interesting, complex character, because he clearly is a guy who is sort of born to do one thing, which is sort of like make people laugh and be that guy. And he seems, mm. genuinely from what I saw the documentary, he's quite a sweet guy. He seemed to have a lot of time for all these yes. friends and family and, and sort of young kids and sort of fans and stuff like that. But he just had this sort of inner demon that sort of this living life to excess and sort of like enjoy, enjoying that part of life as well. And his personality mm. was so big that he, that he just had to sort of live up to it essentially. Um, so this sort of tries to bring a certain amount of humanity to that and sort of take away the caricature of who we think John Belushi is to actually what, mm. uh, to actually who he was and bring a sort of more real version of him. Um, so I find it really interesting. Yeah, yeah. that to think. What did you think of it?
1: Yeah, pretty much the same. I, I didn't know much about him, so it was kind of nice to fill in a lot of his kind of like early day stuff. Because, yeah. like, obviously his early day SNL stuff yeah. that completely like passed us by. Like, same, you know, yeah. unless you go into the archives, you don't know anything about it. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of nice to see that, and it was nice to see that he was in he, he was in SNL with a lot of big names. Oh yeah, huge names, Yeah. You know, all who went on to own successful careers. Um, but no, yeah, like I was SNL like, like, still very much to this day
0: trading off of that that year, when, like, every, when everyone yeah, yeah. from that year became massive. You know, apart mm. from like Will Ferrell recently, there's not actually that many SNLs I can remember going that big. Tina Fey was one, I think, mm. um, maybe Amy Poehler as well, but none to none quite the same level as the ones who came out of the eighties, seventies, and eighties with like Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd, and well, Dan yeah, I yeah. was second city, but
1: um, Bill Murray and you know the kind of guys yeah. you know much much bigger. Sorry, um, go on Um, but no I I like this documentary as you know we're on in the three beers when it comes to documentaries we're not huge fans of just talking heads, this had a nice slice of animation in it when it came to to like yeah me too I thought that was a nice kind of break in between like just phone calls because a lot of this was just uh, the documentary gentleman uh, phoning people uh, his friends, his wife his family for like stories so it was it was a nice break in between that kind of stuff mm. um yeah and yeah like you said his kind of just it was it's just a shame you know the guy had so much so much to give and yeah even at the end when dan was talking to him and he was saying he was writing essentially ghostbusters yep. and it was going to have him in it and yeah. i'm just like whoa ghostbusters yeah. would um with John Belushi, I mean, like, I can't even picture that, you know, because the Ghostbusters team is such an iconic team. Yeah, I don't well, even like, know how he would fit into that, you know. But Dan actually sure always have. says uh,
0: and now that Slimer is sort of his John Belushi character in it now. That's sort of like a tribute to John Belushi in some way, like sort of that living, life, nice. DSS, sort of yeah, yeah, a bit mad, and a bit sort of you can't really predict what you can do. That was sort of his, the sort of tribute yeah, yeah. To, to John Belushi in the film now. And what I like about oh, nice. it, well, it didn't focus. It didn't feel like it exploited the darkness in him. It showed what what problems he had and what, what the issues were. And sort of, clearly, it, it wasn't just a matter of, like, he liked cocaine or he liked drinks or he liked drugs. He did like mm. those things, and he, and he obviously went to the extreme with him. But it showed you there were some real proper issues. Like, he, he felt he was sort of forgotten by his father to a great degree. You know, his father had very much a, you know, didn't really sort of engage with him that much. He, his mother seemed yeah. a bit more closer to him. And it felt like the, the death of his grandmother was sort of the major... That yeah
1: that, right, right over there. that was really sad when you see that you see how close he was to his grandmother yeah yeah and it was kind of nice how like early on in the documentary was talking about how um she would she wouldn't really speak english she'd only uh-huh. speak uh, albanian uh, fuck. albanian thank you yeah. i was going to say Azerbaijan there, but that was <laughs> uh, albanian so she wouldn't speak any english to him and I thought that was always quite sweet. This kind of like old school gran who just and, refuses to, like you hear these stories all the time, like of immigrants just like in the older generation, just refuses to like yeah. take on a new language. And that also that was kind of sweet, you know. Uh,
0: I thought uh, you, to, that was good about the fact that sort of, it was quite well-paced and engaging in the fact that it gave equal time to all stage of his life. You know, so you see this stuff in his early life. Mm. And you sort of, you're trying to understand that he is the immigrant son, you know, and he, but he's the first mm. generation. Like his mom and dad still pretty much spoke um yeah. Albanian, and he struggled with English, and so sort of he was kind of embarrassed by that, and like he was trying to fit in, yeah, but he yeah. couldn't really fit in in the same way. And then it gives all this stuff with SNL, with Second City, with him, with his wife. The stuff his wife I thought was really adorable and really sweet, and just sort of really lovely. And yeah. they did generally seem like a really like early match up that, that were meant to be together. Um, mm. And
1: yeah, just, well, just sorry. What always kind of uh, kind of made me question was. Him constantly sending letters all the time yeah. to her, it didn't really ever seem like she was kind of like in this like near him for a lot of these, like career, unless have a couple it, that picked up.
0: No, I think at times he was like, traveling with the show and doing publicity and sort of when he was doing movies, he was maybe in Chicago and she was living in like LA or something, you know, or something. I just think it was just more the fact that, that he was working, so he was out, and, out in places and things like that. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: and I, as, as but no, it was quite
0: nice. It's sort of a lost thing, you don't really get people writing letters to each other, so there is sort of that. Lack of sort of communication—you'd yeah. have to find someone's phone to get
1: it, which might be tougher to do in the future. We you don't—you miss that sort of real personal connection. Yeah, yeah. Uh it was. It was quite nice to kind of see like his kind of letters early on, and then the kind of, the slow kind of like demise of like the kind of drinking and the party and lifestyle kind of like evolving and coming through in the letters when he was yeah. writing to her. That was quite. Kind of, that was quite tough to kind of like, see the transition and it all. Yeah, he is brutally honest in those letters, you know, there is a sort of if he's in he he's trying to
0: hide with his stuff and he's trying to like, sort of being the people people think John Belushi is. Mm. Um but in the letters there is a sort of genuine honesty to him and, and she, she, she can see she can totally see through his bullshit, she knows who he is and she can sort of sense that. Um but yeah. no, generally just a generally a really well done documentary, really engaging, um and really interesting. But a guy who I think we all know the name Belushi and we all kinda of know a couple of his yes. films, but there is a sort of sense of what we know about him. Is he was on SNL, he'd done The Blues Brothers, Animal House, and then he died because he was mm. on cocaine and heroin. This sort of mm. gives a lot more flesh to the, the that caricature and, and brings him more to life. And it, it was nice to see. And, and definitely, very, definitely, that sort of necessary documentary. This just, just to take away from just that caricature of, of who the man was.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally, and yeah, uh, absolutely. said like you said it it doesn't shy away from it but also it doesn't it doesn't capture the whole documentary being about him out his face on cocaine all the time yeah and for the most part it's just a nice well-told story about a guy who unfortunately like a lot of people who find themselves in the circle of fame in one way or another they end up just naturally falling down this path of drugs for some reason you know yeah really sad um out of 10 what you give it I'm going to give it eight and a half. I really enjoyed this.
0: Very good. I'm giving it a very solid seven. Very solid seven. Very much enjoyable. Nice. Um, and just for any film fan out there. Second film is one that's on BBC iPlayer. It is the second part of Steve McQueen's small acts um, series. Uh, Steve McQueen, director of Hunger, Widows, Kill uh, You as a Slave, Shame, and also last week's
1: Mangrove. Um, did
0: you mind to watch Mangrove of Interest, mm. the one that was on last week?
1: No, I didn't. Not yet. Uh, I would, sorry, I didn't actually realise this was a series when you were recommending it to me. I thought it was an actual film. Uh, so a, it's, it's, I realised this was a series.
0: It's a series of films. It's five feature-length films that he's done at the one time, which is sort of amazing in itself. Awesome. Um, so yeah, they're all yeah. they're all totally. completely different. There's no sort of there's really very there's very little crossover between them. It's really just all about sort cool. of um, the the black community in in London, particularly the West Indian, I believe, it is um, community in London hmm. or um, Caribbean um, people who sort of emigrate to London, usually most of them are set in like the 70s and 80s, um, but they're all sort of around right about that um, sort of time and in that community. So um, Mangrove, you'll like, Mangrove's all about a, a court case that happened back in the 70s, really, very well done. Um, very similar to sure. The Trial of Chicago 7, but I've actually thought they a much, much better film. So definitely, if you get a chance, to oh, put it really good. Nice one. Um, yeah, yeah, look. cool. Others rock, 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 very simple story. It's about two... Young, sort of mid, sort of late teen, nearly 20 people in the sort of 80s and 1780s in Britain sneaking out of their house in order to go to a party. Um, hmm. And basically, the, the, the film unfolds over the course of that one night at this party as, as, they, as they celebrate life in general. Um, yeah, yeah. And the film you got Michael Ward, um, Aramaya Joe St. Aubin, uh, Keida Williams Sterling, and Shakaya O'Clock. Um, it's a very interesting cast, really strong cast. Um, you only watched this one very recently, like about half an hour ago. What do you think of this one?
1: Yeah, this was good. I like this. Um, <laughs> you know how, like, when you watch certain things and it kind of reminds you of certain points in your life, That's whether awesome. it be the music or if you've seen it in the, like, cinema years ago or whatever, or at someone's house? This, for me, because of the soundtrack... Took me back to the days of when I worked in another funeral home, where this guy who I was in the uh, uh, the van with, he was obsessed with reggae music, like right, old okay. time reggae music, and it, it ended up converting me. Like I ended okay. up loving the stuff as well. So I was sitting there watching this, just like man, I could I could listen to this all day long. I'm like, like, this is
0: great. You're like Ska, and ska is very yes. reggae influenced as well. because um, he kind
1: um, like showed me the, the the ways of like all these like big artists and bands and that and I was just right. like, uh, just watching this just took me right back. I was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying not so much to a guy,
0: any guy who maybe, just the idea of like the, what I love about this film is it shows people together. And mm-hmm. you know, like when you're young and you can get here with like, like 50 people in a house or it's like how many people and it. it's just sort of this shared enjoyment of an experience. And right, be at a house party, be at yeah. a gig, be it at a cinema, be it anywhere just this sort of shared moment in this shared life um, that and that probably won't ever be able to emulate and that and seeing it now particularly with like, the fact no one can go anywhere and meet anyone it just mm, shows you how sort yeah. of special all those kind of nights were that they sort of define who you are and what you're about, mm. and the kind of person you become so i love that part like, to be honest.
1: like that that um Maybe about halfway into the into the episode was when like the music stops and they all just keep singing it oh, and yeah. just slowly still dancing. Uh, I'm not joking. I had goosebumps because yeah. once again it takes me back to gigs and all that, and even like live albums when the crowd when you can hear yeah. the crowd on the live albums, and I'm just like. I, that's why I love music and that's why I love like live music. Yeah. But I think right now, because it hasn't happened in ages, yeah. I'm just like, man, I cannot wait for that first concert. It's going to be mental. <laughs> I, no, dude, I'm
0: dude, 100% the same. It's just little, just little moments in the film that you sort of like captured. like sort of You don't know the exact moment that is. You know, you maybe not experience mm-hmm. like, exactly, like but you know the feeling that feeling has when, when something like that kicks off. You know, something that just, and you feel like it just yeah. feels special, and it just feels and it feels again just that collective shared emotion. Um, mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. so amazing. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. for the most part, it's just a portrayal of like just utter joy. There's there's really there's a wee bit of darkness, yeah. in it A wee bit, of, a wee bit of sort of bleakness in it at some point. Yeah. But for, the, for over the hundred minute runtime, probably about one hundred and five minutes of it, it's just pure. Mm. unadulterated just joy of life and just happiness about yeah. being alive um, yeah. and a big young, thing about it as well young love
1: and all that love
0: you know? and, just, yeah, just, and the big thing about it as well what sort of the mangrove had as well at the very start of it was something you don't see a lot in cinema which is the idea of black joy you know a lot of films that black people tend to be about misery and hardship and you know struggle mm. this had didn't yeah people enjoying life and and yeah embracing life. There was there was very little sadness. And to be honest, that's something that's so is so lacking from cinema. Um for these mm. reasons. But it's it's nice and it's good to see that put on screen that, that life isn't all a the struggle. There can be these great moments in in life and, and I I really loved it. I thought it was a wonderful film. I thought it was a beautiful film. Um Yeah yeah the, totally. I might the, even
1: sack it back on again. <laughs> I'm looking like it um
0: and I'm not a reggae fan and I'm uh, I don't really not a huge fan of reggae at all, but the music did make it for me because it just felt like it, it belonged so much to those people. Um like in the film, they all absolutely they were loving every second of what they were listening to. Um Absolutely, man. Um and yeah, just it's a stunningly beautiful piece of film. It there's not much for story, there's not much for narrative, it's a very simple narrative. It really is more about yeah, yeah. A poem about experiencing this time and place and this moment, and that's just I think again, like I go back to the fact we can't do any of this stuff right now, and the fact we're all missing out, and like sort of that human connection made it feel that much mm. sort of more poignant that you're watching something you know you used to do but now you just can't do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, as we've said many a times, I feel this is a, a transitional year to something. What well, I do not know. Yeah. But this is definitely a transitional year for something that's laying ahead because if anyone thinks they're going to have a, a normal life after this then uh, I hate the days but it's going to be different yeah. no matter what you know alright so that was
0: that That was tough it, it's tough to watch that in that respect but also really beautiful to see that what something you really do love you know being portrayed yeah
1: I, I, I'm not really I just keep your lost in it I was just like music was brilliant watching them having fun reminded me of many 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 moons ago at, uh, like house parties and stuff just yeah. with people that are like Collectively knew one way yeah. or another, you know. It was just yeah. It just kind of took me back to slightly different soundtrack, but certainly took me back to my kind of younger days, you yeah. know, pre pop days, just, you know. It's that feeling
0: of that shared experience, um, yeah. and I just thought it was amazing. And all I thought all the performances were so fantastic. No one seemed to were acting almost. It all felt like it, was, it felt so real. Like yeah, it felt just, very natural. Yeah, very natural performances, and it just yeah, just really wonderful. Um, and I think. Anyone can, even if you're not into that style of music, and, uh, and even this if you're not sort of Apple Caribbean or anything like that, and you want to watch it, it still will have mm. that absolute impact on you because you, you will all recognize the moments within that film.
1: Totally, totally, man. Totally.
0: Um, out of 10, what are you giving that one?
1: I'm giving that a solid 9 out of 10.
0: As am I, 9 out of 10 as well. Steve McQueen
1: is kicking ass.
0: Nice. That's nice. A, his last one was brilliant as well. Like, honestly, you'll like Mangrove. Um,
1: yeah, see, to be honest, I'm probably going to end up watching this whole entire series now. You know, yeah. so um, so they
0: come like out one a week, so we'll be
1: talking. We are going to be talking about one
0: next week, so it's good to that we can keep these going. because yep. They are, I think, everyone I've seen so far has been completely worth watching. So he's a he's a master filmmaker. Um, yes. On from that, we go to Shudder, the horror Ugh. platform, um, and the film called Host which is a film that's been given rave reviews and based on some texts that Barry sent me while he's watching it, he may not share those rave reviews. Um, Directed by Rob Savage, he directed a film called Strings, and also lots of short movies. The plot of this film is very simple, there's a group of friends who are on Zoom, they summon a demon through a seance, and the demon then begins to hunt them down while on Zoom, and that is the basic premise of the film. In the film, lots of unknown people Haley Bishop, Gemma Moore, Emma Louise Webb, Sky Baxter, uh, Radina Denarnova, Alan Emerys, and Caroline Ward. So all, all unknowns. And um, I think a lot of them are actually stunt people, which is actually really interesting. So you know, that's how you can maybe imagine them doing this. Because the thing about this film was it was all shot oh. remotely. It was all shot like sort of by yeah. himself and stuff like that to make sure it all put together. Yeah, like some of the scenes when people moving around the house, it's all it's basically like nine different houses, but sort of like somebody shooting something somewhere, it's all kind of st- Put together, and so it's a from a film, film making um, standpoint. Yeah. It's an amazing piece of work to put it all together. Um, what did you mm. think of the film, Barry? Because you're not a horror fan,
1: no. Well, yeah, I, I think yeah. enough people know that I don't like horror movies, or <laughs> pretend to like always dodge around horror movies, or I tend to conveniently skip them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, this isn't a long running time; it's like fifty-seven minutes. The only him. way I would ever Ever give this a pass? If this was like somebody's little like like school project or YouTube video, this is the only reason this would give a pass. For what was it like a good solid thirty minutes? I literally sat and watched a fucking Zoom call, and I wasn't even wearing a suit. I'm like, what the hell am I even watching here? Why do I want to watch people have a Zoom call? You know. And then it's like then the shit kicks off. I'm not going to... I'm going to try and not spoil it. But, yeah, like you said, knowing now that a lot of them are stunt actors and the way it's been filmed is impressive. But the whole premise, it's almost as dumb as, as running upstairs in the house when some fucking lunatic's chasing you. It's like, these nuggets are running around their houses with their phones still on the Zoom call, and you're like, don't know, don't know about anyone else, but if some demon thing was chasing me in my house... Do not think I'd be packing up my fucking Zoom attire and running about filming it so the rest of the people can see me? You know, I think when it comes to these sort of found footage films, you've got that's the
0: one thing you've got to spend your disbelief. You've got to accept. I know, I know, I know, you've got to I know. That. It, um, it's hard, but you know, I get it. You've got to accept that. Um, yeah. So I'm guessing you'd, you'd be did you did think about it. <laughs> I honestly, dude, I fucking loved this. I thought it was absolutely yeah. brilliant. Um, okay. So really, did a horror film creep me out, and I genuinely. I screamed and I jumped while watching this film. Like genuinely, genuinely, actually, really affected me. Um, mm. Maybe because I've been doing a lot of Zoom meetings recently. Maybe because I'm doing a lot of stuff like that. But this film really got to me. Um, yeah. I thought I loved the fact that the opening half hour was friends talking. There like, is there is talk about the horror and there. They're sort of laying the ground, what they're laying the sort of the bones of what this is going to be. There's talking to a friend. They're talking to like the seance leader and things like that. Mm. There's little hints of something going on. So. He got. It's a big problem with any horror film. If you don't get to know the characters one way or another in terms of liking them or not liking them, anything that happens to them when it stuff starts happening to them, you don't give a damn. So, But in this yeah. film, you begin, to, you begin to like a few of them, you begin to dislike a few of them. So when things happen to the ones you dislike, you're going like, Good, I'm glad something bad happened to them. The ones you do, like, you're going, oh, no, don't take her. You know, that's, that's a shame. I, I yeah. like her, I want her to be okay. So the fact that all the characters became sort of rounded and fleshed out and became believable to me, really elevate this film um, the scares work really well there's some good jump scares in it, but there's also some really clever scares in it, there's a, one particular something falling from a great height mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jump out my <laughs> chair. Um there's a particular bit on a set of stairs that really creep the hell out of me as well, um, Yeah. I, I dug this film in a big way, it's also yeah. an idea that I know is going to be completely ripped off and redone by a hundred different sort of cheap versions of it, or even should you yeah. try to cash in, in it and totally. they'll do it poorly. The fact that the yeah. first version of this sort of the Zoom horror film or the Quarantine horror film they call the Quarantine horror movie they're calling it, the fact that there's the first one out the gate has been a good version of it and a really well done mm. version of it and a genuinely very fucking scary version of it gives me uh. hope. Um, and I'm glad at least there's one. There's a, there's one of them going, "Go, that's what it should be." Everything else that fucks it this up when we've been trying being too big or trying to mess it around, you can look and go, mm. well, "That's a mistake." But this film, I genuinely loved a lot. I thought it was a cracking move of 2020. Yeah, like,
1: for what they've done in 57 minutes, it's impressive, you know? I'm not taking away from that. I just was, I was just a bit like, like, unfortunately, I can't detach myself from the premise of people running around with their mobile phones going, still on the Zoom call going, I'm getting fucking chased, I'm getting fucking chased, I'm getting fucking chased, and you're like, put the fucking phone down and just go outside your house. <laughs> to
0: like, well, just, the thing is, that's, just, that's, that's, that's the great thing about it, because it's said during quarantine, you can't go outside, that's where the virus is, so you can't go outside. Um, no,
1: quite clearly, they're not living in the real fucking quarantine. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I know. Because, my they, God.
0: They are, that's, that's, that's the whole point. Uh, it's about the Blair Witch Project, if you, if you start thinking of the Blair Witch Project too closely, then you, you, start, to, you start to fall apart. But if you take the yeah. surprises, they're yeah. always filming for the most of it, then you can totally go with it. Um, and yeah. so I get people some people like yourself can't get past that and me sometimes with some films I can't get past that either but I thought mm. this one for the most part I was I found the reason why the camera was still on or how they were using the camera to a certain degree mm. and understandable so I, I was worth it um,
1: don't get me wrong some of the deaths very much reminded me of the the enjoyment I get out of like Final Destination franchise yeah, yeah, yeah. like some of them were actually like I found myself sitting there going yeah, fucker, you deserved that. Uh, really it was really <laughs> creepy how you used Zoom
0: really well, the stuff with Zoom, like the thing we do with the face thing, like sort of the mask and sort of the... the yeah. That was just some really creepy
1: elements like, in it. Yeah, like I... Uh, right, fuck it, I'm going to spoil this, but um, that one, because she does mention it earlier, on, one of the girls, she's running a, a background behind yes, her and it's her yeah. coming into the room and fucking about, but when the thing gets a hold of her... That it's actually smashing our face against the computer or whatever. Yeah. That is brilliant because it's interjecting, like everyone does when they have a background. It's kind of like crackling stuff, but yeah. it pops out far enough. That, I thought, was absolutely perfect, you know. Yeah, it's really quite very lovely. much, yeah, very there, much captured the, the Zoom call kind of yeah. background screen thing. That was perfect. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that was all right. It's all right. I don't know you give if
0: it, it, you went yeah. from not liking it to giving it an okay, which I, which I think is an
1: improvement. Yeah, on. like I said, like the second half actually moves, but for the first thirty minutes, it's fucking bone garbage and fucking get to the point. I think, need, set, I think you need the first thirty minutes. If you don't have the first thirty minutes, the the final twenty five doesn't work because you told me it was only an hour long as well. That's why I was sitting there like texting you going. Uh, is anything fucking happening here or am I literally watching a zoom call like what's happening here
0: like I said you need the first half hour to understand the characters to get the characters in your head before you hit the the, the terror without that it becomes nothing
1: I I was actually extremely disappointed when the guy turned the back up again I'm like god damn it mate god damn it but what an exit he has oh that was beautiful you know beautiful (laughs) yeah I mean you know he's not in it for long but you know he makes an impact
0: you know um, but no, I really dug this film. So I thought, like, I love a horror film that's done well. This this scared me, and it's been a long time since a horror film actually scared me. So I'll give it that. It made me jump. It made it creep me out. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I would give it a very solid and very rare nine out of ten for a horror film. Whoa. Really dug
1: it. Fuck me, Jesus Christ. Oof. Will you give Oof. it? Oof. You must be one of those people giving it esteemed reviews. Everyone. Yes,
0: I am. Yes, i going to give it.
1: I'm going middle of the road, man. I'm going to have a 5 out of
0: 10. Oh, so harsh.
1: Yeah. Horror movies just aren't my thing. Like, there's very Very few genres. There's very few, like, bits of horror movies that I actually enjoy. You know yourself, I don't enjoy that anxiety feeling. Yeah. Uh, You know, still to this day, the end of the first Blair Witch movie still fucking freaks me out. I'm still like, what the fuck? I don't know why it freaks me out, but I'm still like, nope. But yeah, I can happily sit and watch the final destination fucking franchise to death. I'm like, I love this shit. Well, yeah, a, I think there's a difference. Some people like horror, to, they like the sort of gruesomeness
0: of the horror, which I think maybe you gravitate slightly more towards. Whereas my horror, mm. I want to be sort of like traumatically, psychologically impaired watching it. You know, yeah. things like The Quiet Place, like Poltergeist, like this. Well, like the Dead. I like the like, like see, head.
1: I like The Quiet Place, because I think it's ever since I've seen the first Hostel movie, I was just in, like, the soft franchise, because they both were running round about the same time. I was just about, like, this is too much. Now, this is just, like, fucking, like, like, I don't know, Gore porn porn. or whatever. Yeah, Gore porn. You know? I was just like, nah, this is just too much. I'm tapping out. But, you know, stick on the fucking Final Destination franchise, and I'll happily watch people's do stupid shit all day long, you know? I
0: think as as much as this film obviously is unrealistic, it's like it's, it's about a demon, you know. So yeah. a stretch.
1: The Final I, Des- it
0: did that. This nation stuff feels even more of a stretch. It feels, it feels even more unbelievable somehow. So maybe there is that attachment mm. you have from, because it just feels so unbelievable that you go, like, "Well, that just couldn't happen." So you yeah. watch it a bit more. What you say for also? I think the idea of like people on the laptops sort or of sitting at home. It feels just a little bit too real, and maybe that's sort of the problem you have with it. It just feels a little bit too close to comfort, possibly.
1: Uh,
0: uh, look at you try, look at you try to act all tough now, like you weren't scared. I
1: know, because I, I was totally watching this with the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. In that,
0: in, that, in that respect, it's a horror film that works. If you want to put the lights on to watch a horror film, it's
1: doing something for you. It's, uh, just because you told me it was a horror movie, <laughs> if you had left it, it just, it's, it's called Host, I would have been like, oh, it's maybe like, I don't know, like maybe a, a party, a house party or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it actually pissed me off when one of the giggles actually went out of her house and I was actually applauding her. I was like, all right, someone's got their fucking brains in gear. Here we go, here we go. She's just going to drive off somewhere. not nah, fucking run straight into another house. I'm like, fuck me, you deserve it. was a brain. trying to help her friend. Anyway, spoilers for that bit. Yeah, <laughs> fucking god damn it! Anyway, well, I'm I was actually it. raging when she, when she reappeared in that flat. I was actually raging. I was that like,
0: nah. It works, it works. A, I'll, I'll talk to you off mic about why that works, I think. Okay, anyway, so 10 out of 10 for myself. <laughs>
1: Sorry, because we're slowly spoiling this.
0: one. Yeah, that um, oh, So that's it for this week. Next week, we have some interesting choices. We have on Netflix of the film Mank, which is finally out on Netflix on Friday. So I'm really looking forward to this one. It's all about the sort of making of. Oh, business. yeah, yeah the making of um, Citizen Kane, directed by um, mm. Fincher. It's not a documentary, it's just it's a sort of dramatization of it. Gary Oldham looks absolutely unhinged in it, which I'm really looking forward to. Getting great reviews. I cannot wait to watch it. Every, every Fincher film, I think, is something you want to watch. So this is exciting. This is getting put straight in the house. You, have to, you know, it's not out anywhere you can watch the in the cinema at home. So really looking forward to yeah. mine. Um, also out is on iPlayer, you've got Red, White and Blue, This the third part of the Small Axe um, series. And this one with mm. John Boyega, all about a, sort of, a guy who is wanting to join the police, but his family are very much against it because of, sort of, of troubles they've had with the police in the past, and they want to know why he wants to get involved in that, and his idea is to sort of bring down the corruption from, from within. But he's not really, doesn't really fit in the family now, because he's in the police force, and the police don't trust him because he's a guy of colour in the police during the 1980s. So... Looks, again, probably very hard-hitting. Looking forward to for that one, based on what we've seen before from the small act stuff. Looks really interesting. And finally, on Amazon Prime, it's a nice eight episodes, 30-minute episodes, um, of Truth Seekers, the Nick Frost um, mm. comedy, uh, yeah. all about the Paranormal. Looks very yeah, funny, yeah. looks very interesting. Only eight episodes, half an hour I've, each, nice and easy. I've,
1: I've watched a chunk of that. It's, it's, it's good, it's good. There you go. So we've got that. We can be talking about that next week. Um, Barry, tell yeah. people where find us. All the usual social media haunts Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Three Beers in a Movie.
0: That's great. As for this week, I've been Richard, you've been Barry. You've been listening to
1: Three Beers in a Movie.